Real talk, Ted and Chris in the building. Yeah. What's good, y'all? New week, new episode. New week, new episode. What's good, Chris? How you doing, man? Cool, bro. How's everything? Cool. This has been a rainy day, man. I, everything's good, though. It's I been raining complaints. for a couple days, right? Yeah. It's like you go outside, right? And yeah. you look out there, you see all that cloud and all that wetness. You know what I mean? Yeah. It kind of like brings you down a little bit. It does. You know what I mean? It does. These gloomy days. Yeah, it brings you down a little bit. It makes you feel like, okay, I want to go back in and go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, you don't even want to go to class. Nah, nothing. don't work. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. Nothing at all. Yeah, man. So, um, what's good with you, man? How's everything? Everything's good, man. Yeah. Um, have uh, have I have no complaints. No complaints. I can't complain. That's good. I have make, I have to make a few adjustments though. Okay. You know, it's life, man. Life yeah. is about adjusting. Yeah. And surviving. Yeah, it is. You feel me? Adjusting and surviving and sacrificing. And sacrificing. Yeah. But you sacrifice for who's for, for, for the for the thing or the person that's worth it. Absolutely. Yeah, you know I mean. Yes. Is that is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I'm talking right, about some good. things. I'm talking about some things now. Dang things. That's what's up. You that's know what's what I'm up. saying? Well, you know what? Talk this week has been kind of crazy for me because for some reason I just been sleeping a lot. I don't know yeah. if it's the weather. I think it's the food, man. I, bro, when you uh it was uh we was talking about that earlier, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's the carbs, man. Yeah, it might be the carbs. It might be the carbs because you know what it is, man. I went to Whole Foods yesterday and I bought like these granola bars. Yeah. And I brought I bought a um these meal replacement, like a shake. Yeah. So for the next two to three days, that's what I'm gonna be replacing my meals with. Mm-hmm. And if I'm energetic. And not sleepy, I'm definitely going to say it's the food, bro. Yeah. So today is one of them days I did try that. I haven't been sleepy yet. Been good, right? I've been good. You know what I'm saying? So Maybe I should try it with you. Yeah, man. I think it's the food, man. The food is putting us to sleep. Yeah. I don't know what they're putting in it, man. That itis. Yeah, man. I don't know what they put. I, th- I think it's too, too many. It's just too much of the carbs. Yeah. Too much. Too many selections. Yeah. It's like rice, pizza. Yeah, everything right. with mad carbs in it. Rice, pizza, <laughs> pasta, pasta, potatoes, potato, macaroni and cheese. Like it's crazy, and that's all in like one selection. Yeah, <laughs> you know? for real. <laughs> yeah, a so, buffet of carbs. Yeah, man, it's crazy. So, yeah, it's crazy. It'll definitely, it'll definitely catch up to you. Man. But um, so what's good, man? What are we talking about today, Chris? Listen, man, we've been through a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and. We can only thank God because people don't really know us from our past, right? Nah, people don't. We can only really thank God for, mm-hmm. you know, we don't look like right now what we've been through. You know, it's crazy you said that because I, I had a brother at my church that was talking to me and he was like, um, can I hear your testimony? I told him my testimony. He goes, oh my gosh, you don't look like you've been through that. <laughs> and I said, you know what, brother? Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. Cause, cause it's like even with you, you know what I'm saying. When you tell me about the the shooting up and yeah. some of the stuff that you've done, yeah, hurting your family, yep. I look at you now and I'm like, yo, that don't look like you. Yeah, you know what I mean. So we got to thank God that we don't look like what we come from. You know what I'm saying, yeah. or what we've been through. So true. So that's yeah. that's a good thing, man. Yeah, and we have someone we're gonna bring on, but before we bring her on, mm-hmm. we're gonna let these people know. Where they can find us. Mm. If you would like to follow us, 
You can find us on Instagram. Instagram. Hashtag Real Talk TNC. Real Talk TNC. Or you can follow Ted. That's at Ted underscore Lazarus. Ted underscore Lazarus. Or you can follow me at King Scani. That's K-I-N-G. King Scani. S-C-O-N-N-I. Don't forget the king. <laughs> or or you can also find us on our Facebook page our, uh, of Real Talk. You can also follow us on Twitter. If you have any questions, you can email us at realtalkrealbag at gmail.com. Real Talk real bag if you would like to get some real talk tnc merch you can go to tpublic.com that's t-e-e public.com search real talk capital t lowercase n capital c special shout out to tasha who handles our twitter tasha and she does our q and a for shout out to tasha also on vacation no she's back oh she came back she came back she came back She's probably relaxing right now. Okay. You know, All just right. give her give a give her a break, a rest. Okay. When she comes back next week, she should be back in full effect with us. Tasha's okay. a big part of the show. That's our little sister. Big shout yeah. out to Tasha. Yeah. So, man, speaking of mm-hmm. looking like what we've been through, mm-hmm. we have a sister of ours mm-hmm. who definitely doesn't look like what she's been. Yeah, her testimony's crazy, man. You know, and we want to talk to her mm-hmm. about that. She's in ministry now. Mm-hmm. Kind of ties into some of the things that's going on too, because she is a female, mm-hmm. you know. And um, this is, I just would like to introduce Q. Are you there? Yes, I am. Well, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm feeling a little bit under the weather, just like you guys are saying. <laughs> yeah, that that weather's crazy, man. Oof, that's, it's a hit. Well, well like, what's what's one of the th- like? What's one of the things that's been like? You think it's just the like the gloom, the gloominess of the weather, or just you've been I don't running know. around? Too I much? feel like it's that like fake first fall, and then all of a sudden we have like this long summer, and then all of a sudden the rains come back, and then the cold weather hits, and then it's wet again, and now everybody's sick. I think yeah. I think I think that's what it is. It's all that rain. Yeah, it just won't stop raining. It rains so much in New England, man. Yeah, man. I, you know what I mean? I can't even bring my kicks outside. I got to wear bags on my feet. Yeah, so I've been wearing my ACGs lately. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah man. Um, so, Teddy, I want you to introduce, you know, one of the things about being through the stuff that we've been through. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know Keon for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What's one thing, you know, that you probably take away from her story and her walk? Well, the one thing about Kiana is, number one, she definitely doesn't look like what she's been through. And, like, when you hear her story, you think, like, whoa, I don't know how I keep going. And all you hear is strength, a lot of strength. But one thing about Kiana is, like, when you hear her story, you would think that she would bring and point to herself, like, I did this. I was strong enough to make it through this. And that's not what she says. She said, "If not for God, I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have made it this far." It's like mm-hmm. it's her testimony, but it's all bringing glory to God. You know what I mean? And I, I love how she just put takes the spotlight off of her, yeah, and puts it on God. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it really is. It, it, it is God. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for God. You wouldn't be here today if, if it wasn't for God. So uh, sometimes we we hear testimonies and we hear people go through these things, but all we hear is a lot of. Me, 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 and I, 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 I. We don't hear no praising the one who brought you through it all. And that's what she does a lot of the times. And I, I 
I, I love it when she does that. That's my sis right there. More, you know what I mean? Well, there it is. That's a that's a crazy endorsement right there. How do you feel about that, Q? Um, I mean, <laughs> honestly, it's it's really really humbling to hear people say that. I think a lot of the time we become so removed from the testimony that God's given us because we're the people who have walked it. Mm-hmm. You know, no one else has walked my testimony and my experience. So sometimes I think we we come to a place where we almost negate the things that have happened and who it's turned us into because we think that nobody else will understand. And when we start to share these like really deep and personal, intimate parts of our lives that maybe some people aren't willing to be so transparent about, that's when you know, you see the glory of God fall and that's when you start to see people change because it's the testimony, just like the word says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony. When mm-hmm. people start Ooh. to get real and transparent, other people are willing to let their guards down a little bit and say, hey, wow, I've experienced something that's so similar or I've been there too or I have somebody who's there right now. Like, what can what could you say to that person? That you start to see walls come down and people start uniting rather than drawing these harsh boundaries and pretending like we're the only ones going through what's afflicting us in that solitude. And that's 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 a beautiful thing because it's like we have to remember that our testimonies isn't going to change people's lives. You know what I mean? It's going to encourage people, but it's not going to change people's lives. It's the gospel that's going to change their lives. And that's why I always love when you tell your testimony, you always point it straight to God. And we need to remember that because sometimes, like I said, you hear testimonies and you just hear me, 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 me. And it's, it's just, you know, our testimony is supposed to encourage the body. Yeah. But what's going to save us? It's the gospel. Yeah. It's and, the gospel. And the crazy thing is, so like what you've been through, we, like a lot of people don't know. We're not going to get into a whole thing, what you've been through. You know, you you did every type of drug known to man. I've seen some of your pictures. Crazy, you know, but you're in ministry now. I mean, I mean, real, real quick, she could give us like the bullet points of her testimony. You know what I mean? I think that people would love to hear exactly where she been and what she been through, you know what I mean? Yeah, like if you but what's one of the things from your in the past that, you know, that you would encourage someone from what you've been through, like where you came from and where you are real quick. Well, I think the reason why a lot of people can relate to the testimony that, you know, the Lord has really shared with me is, you know, I've been through a lot of very different wide-ranged traumatic events, you know, coming from household that's full of addiction, then into foster care, you know, physical, mental, emotional abuse, not just as a child, but in relationships, promiscuity, eating disorders, heroin addiction, homelessness, meth addiction. I've been kidnapped. I have been marketed. I have been sold. I have been held against my will. I have been trafficked, you know, all of these things. And that was all before I got saved. But then when God showed me the reality of this lifestyle I was living, that I was walking this very fine, fine line between, you know, life and death. I was faced, you know, very gravely with my mortality and with the fact that, um, life was really fragile. And when God called me, you know, he called me very, very audibly. It was very distinct. It was loud. And and he showed me that there was no sense to everything that I had been through, to every accomplishment, every gifting, every talent that he had given me for me to die, you know, an addict in the lifestyle that I was living. And 
you know, when he called me and when I, when I realized that my purpose was to serve him, you know, sometimes we think that, you know, you get saved and life goes awesome. But what the Lord has shown me in the last year or so, um, you know, my husband and I, we went through a season where we lost five people very, very close to us, including his brother and my mm -hmm. mother. After all of that had happened, very recently, my husband and I had suffered a miscarriage. And wow. what we had looked at was, you know, I always knew I was called to women. I knew that I was called to broken, hurting, lost women. But that's a very, very wide, broad spectrum. And what I started to see, you know, especially I was preparing a message for a word that I had given a couple months ago, and I was drawn to the story of Joseph, about how Joseph had been, you know, taken and, and afflicted. He sees this vision, and he's this young, immature boy, and, you know, he starts to share that, that vision with people who just weren't ready to see it because he wasn't who he needed to be when this was supposed to come to pass and we see him, you know, taken into captivity and, you know, he's taken as slave and there's literally about 20 years, 25 years in between where, you know, he has to develop into the person that he needs to be when he becomes second in command to Pharaoh. And the reason why nobody believed the dream that he had said was because he was not who he needed to be. There were trials that needed to come. There were situations he needed to face. There was perseverance that needed to develop his character before he could do what God had called him to do. Amen. Wow. And when I look at what it is that, that God has allowed me to come through, it just highlights the fact of, yes, he's called me to these women, these broken women, but how could I minister to these women of such a wide spectrum if I had never been through any of the things that they were suffering with? You know, we, mm. we think about in addiction, you know, how wow. many times have we been to programs where, you know, there's a staff there, and even though if they're, you know, good-hearted and their intentions are good you know they've just never been through addiction we don't want to hear anything from them i just think it's part of our humanity we don't want to hear from somebody who hasn't been in the struggle even if we know that their wisdom is great mm. how much more real is it when someone who has been through it comes through and shares freely and transparently and willingly and selflessly and says i can empathize with where you are right now let me show you what the lord did for me Amen. Yeah, and, and man, listen, I heard you sit there and you talked about Joseph. You went to that text. You're called to ministry now. I want to know, Teddy, you got the clip. I want to know how you feel about a certain person who made a statement, very prominent person in the ministry. You know what I mean? One, some say he's one of the greatest expositors of our time. John MacArthur, but we're going to play this clip. The word is Beth Moore. That's two words. <laughs> Literalist. All right. Dr. MacArthur, Beth Moore. How many words do I get? You know, actually, and, and before you answer this, please think carefully this time, because last time you did a one-word association, the guy wrote a book about it, and we don't want that. I was thinking of the same word. Okay. Go home. Well, I, I see we're warmed up. I dilly-dally. Um, there's no case that can be made biblically for a woman preacher. Period. Paragraph. End of discussion. No case. 
That, that's that's big when he says there's no case and like Teddy, when you hear that, right? Mm-hmm. You take someone like McCarthy, like you know, someone you know. You know, sometimes you hear all these people, man, and yeah. and because of his status out there and people, what he says, whole weight, you know. Yeah. And people like you know what, what this guy just said is facts. Like that's that's true, but. I can see why people would say that mm-hmm. because there is um, scripture that says a woman shouldn't preach or teach, you know, yeah. but have authority over men have authority. Yeah. So, but when you look at a context like that, what was that in first Timothy? Yeah. And you look at that and you say to yourself, okay, um, here's Paul telling Timothy that, but what is he saying? He was speaking to a specific group of women yeah. and what, what was those group, that group of women doing? They were, False teaching. They were getting a false teaching. Yeah, there was false teaching yeah. in the church. So he was telling them he to silence those women, those men to silence those women. Because if you look at in the uh in the chapter before that, mm-hmm. it was a brother named Alexander, and um I, I always forget the other brother's name. Um Paul was telling Timothy to kick them out of the church, yeah. and they were doing the same thing. So why didn't Paul say kick the women out, but he said kick the men out? Well, this is why. He says that because the men are being held at a higher, um, yeah. you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, their job is to teach the women. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? And Paul is saying, you silence them and you teach them proper theology. Yeah. You teach them proper theology and then they can go out and uh, uh, preach and, and, and teach and all mm-hmm. that. But because they don't know, we can't just, you know, judge them. Yeah. And I, and and. And this is the crazy. I, I was talking about this, right? Like you take someone like MacArthur. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I don't get into everything that he believes in, mm-hmm. but he is a great expositor, yeah. right? Yeah. And and um, I the crazy thing about that text, that text has has been expounded mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. in so many different ways. Yeah, from from the back end. If you listen yeah. to his, if you listen to his uh, expository on it, you'll come away like. Wow. So I wanted to ask like you, Q, um, when you listen and hear something like that, what does, are you like, is it discouraging? What like, how does it make you feel when you, when he talks about making a case for preachers? I don't think he's ever talking about a woman being in ministry, like serving, mm. but it's something about a woman being a preacher, mm. like head pastor or whatever that ruffles feathers. Mm. Q, what do you think about that? Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've got a lot that I think about it. But, you know, honestly, like, let me just start out by saying that, um, you know, I personally, I am am a female in ministry. I am a female that preaches. I am a female that teaches. I am a female that is a worshiper and something that, you know, I I truly love. And I I just want to start by saying, like, I don't. I don't know if I've ever received the call saying you will be a lead female pastor. I've never felt led to be a head pastor of a church, you know, a lead pastor of a congregation. I've never felt that I personally specifically that that was my call. So I began to ask questions, you know, are we talking about women called to be the lead pastor? Are we talking about women preaching? Well, when you look at this quote, he's talking about women preaching. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that Those were his words. He yeah. said, no. Oh, female preacher. Mm -hmm. Well, I know that I know that when God spoke to me when I was living in that tent 
homeless in San Francisco, I know that God told me that he was good, he was real, and that he had a plan and purpose for my life. And I know that when he called me and showed me that the testimony was his, I know that he told me that I was to share it freely to anybody who would listen. Now, the thing that I have that, that strikes in my heart when I hear something like this isn't even so much about the case in point about whether or not a female can preach, but it's more of this deep aching that the fact that we're even talking about this shows the division right in the church. Mm-hmm. You know, the enemy is an enemy of distraction. You know, he comes in and it's absolutely, you know, Amen. it's no coincidence to me that as soon as this, you know, this isn't the first time it's being talked about. This isn't the first time it's on a platform. Won't However, the, the last time that it really became prominent was right around Mother's Day. When Beth Moore, you know, people were coming out and saying whether or not she should be able to preach on the platform on a Sunday on Mother's Day, like that there was no case for female preachers. And I don't think it's a coincidence that at the same time, the SBC had just recently dropped this sexual abuse scandal, mm. where now all of these people are starting to come forward. And you see the enemy is an enemy that watches and he's crafty and he's tactical. So here, as the scandal is breaking, all of our attentions as different denominations rather than a unified church are starting to take positions on who should be able to preach and who shouldn't be able to preach. And in that itself, we've begun to hinder the work of the body of Christ. And the thing that I just want to emphasize here is that what hurts my heart the most is that people are starting to come in and take a primary theological stance and they're bold in their fact of saying you are not called to do this. You can't be. It's non-biblical. And the reason why that, it hurts my heart no is sense. because all of a sudden people, man, ourselves, man, our fallen humanity and state are now stepping up and being the mouth, the mouthpiece of God by saying, you haven't been called to this. This is unbiblical. I, it hurts my heart because I'm the one who heard my call. Mm. It's nobody else that heard my mm. call. I heard his voice. I have a, que- I I have a question, Kiana. Yeah. When, see... And I love to hear you talk like this because, to be honest with you, sis, when, when I was out there wilding out and doing yeah. dumb stuff, it was women who had enough cojones to walk up to me and tell me about Jesus. Yeah. Men were scared to come talk to me. And yeah. it was a woman who prophesied over my life and told me that I was going to be a, a pastor, a leader in the church. Mm. When I was seven years before I came to Bible college, seven years before I became a believer. And and I know you, and, and I've seen what you can do. And I stand behind you in this. I support you 100%. So I get angry when I hear people talk like this. And I say, do they have mommy issues? Mm. Do you have mommy issues? Have you been hurt by a woman? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to think of stuff like that. Because honestly, man, because yeah. for you to, to try to stop a woman who's called by God yes. from preaching when and then say it's biblical to to to, to try to manipulate scripture, to, to I don't understand that. I, women can preach. Look at look at look at the, 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 the Romans, right? Yeah, yeah. I, most people, a lot of people say that's Paul's most important work. Yeah. Prolific, right? That book of Romans. How, how did it get there? How did that letter get there? Phoebe took it took it to the people. Okay. And we look at back yeah. in the days, right? Yeah. In those times, when someone was to deliver a letter, 
they had to read the letter to the person they was delivering it to. But not only read it, right? They had to break it down so the people could understand what the letter was saying. So when you're breaking something down, what are you doing? You're teaching. You're preaching. So if Paul trusted a woman to teach and preach the book of Romans, Mm -hmm. who are we? Who are we? I, I look at Kiana up there when she's worshiping, right? Mm-hmm. It's there's nothing that could tell me that that woman is not called. Yeah, I look at Kiana up there you when she's when listen. she's preaching, when she's teaching. There's nothing that could tell me she's not called. Yeah. I look at um 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 Professor um Crabtree's his wife, pastor. Yeah. Like she's a pastor, right? Yeah, and. I see her up there. Like, you can't tell me she's not called to be a pastor. Can't tell me. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like when people out here talking about women should should get in the kitchen and go home. Do you have mommy issues? Yeah. Did a woman hurt you? It's something, right? Are you insecure? Mm. Is there something about you that you lack enough that makes you want to... I ain't even going to go there. All right, man. (laughs) You feel me? Yeah. You feel me, Kiana? Absolutely. Kiana, do you feel me? Honestly, just one really quick point that I really want to make. You mentioned um, Laura Lee Crabtree today in that panel. And, um, you know, we have that panel today with three really strong women who are in ministry and all women that I've had the pleasure and the honor of, you know, sitting under, working with, speaking to. And one of the points that she had made was that, you know, she has a lot of friends on Facebook that are unsaved. And when this whole Beth Moore thing had happened, people started to put, you know, frames on their picture, stand with Beth. And someone had asked her, you know, what do you think about this? And she said, you know, I basically, I don't engage in any of this because my goal is to win souls. Like, you think that people outside the church aren't seeing this and seeing how like we can't even keep it together amongst, you know, followers? Christ, and they're seeing this, and it's emphasizing this bad taste in their mouth. And instead of you know just sending like Beth Moore home, guess what? People just aren't coming to church. Period. They're seeing this division, and they're saying, "I don't want any part of that." Look, they can't even keep it together. And I really thought that that was a powerful stand. She says, "No, like I, I believe what I believe, but I'm not even going to dedicate my energy to it because all of my focus, all of my attention, and all of my energy has to go to saving souls." I don't even have the energy to address what John MacArthur even said because I'm out there on the mission field winning souls for the Lord. And I thought that was a powerful, powerful statement. It is powerful. We got to make powerful statements like that. There's going to be situations. Yes, we do. There's going to be situations um, as this segment's closing out. There's going to be situations in our lives where we're going to, people are going to come against us. They're going to say things and we have to come to a point and understand that the mission is Christ and we have to keep him as the center of our relationships in the things that we do, uh, the things that God calls us to, and everything that we um, experience in this life. It's promised that we're going to go through these things. She's experiencing it. Teddy's going to experience it. You're going to experience it more. You're a woman in ministry, and it's going to be constant things that we're going to have to go through. So, Kiana, I want to say to you before we close this out, you're an inspiration, and you are called, and you're going to do great things for the kingdom of God. And I I know that you and your husband, and uh, when you guys have a beautiful daughter and you- (laughs) My man calling. He calling it, Kiana. He calling shots now. (laughs) My man prophesying. (laughs) Not but for real though. You're going to raise her and she's going to be a woman called 
just like her mom was. Yeah. I just want to. I just want to say you're a true inspiration. Kiana, you as my sister. Kiana, I just want to say, don't ever let nobody tell you that you're not called. There's only one voice you should listen to, and that's the that's that's God. You said you heard His voice, and that's the only voice that matters. So, what these haters say, you know what you do. You just brush your shoulders off, and you just keep preaching the gospel. That's it. Brush them off. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Key. We good. We about to go do this uh, word of the day. Yes. Um, thank you for today. Thank, thank you, you so for, for 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 joining us. And um, you have a, a good night. Hello. Q. Yeah. yeah. She over here falling you asleep. Are you, are you huh? sleeping? Are you falling asleep? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, well, thank you again, Q. We we uh, we love you. And tell Justin we said hi. I love you guys too. I was just waiting for you to sign off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, sis. Have a good night. All right, later. All right, have a good night. All right, Chris. All right, you ready man. for this word of the day? Word of the day, bro. Let's, Let's get, get out this of here. money, man. What's good? What's good, y'all? Ted with the word of the day. Sometimes we lose ourselves in what theology to defend, you know, um, what we feel is right, our own opinions on things. When the Bible clearly says, seek first the kingdom. I think if we just focus on the kingdom and we focus on what's ahead of us, and I, and I pray that you plan on going to heaven because I want to go to heaven. I think everything else will be add on, added on to us. You know what I mean? And we need to just start focusing on God, focus on Jesus. And if there's anything, and, and, and I'm speaking on theology wise, that you're struggling with and you want to seek truth, the Holy Spirit will never lead you to something that's not the truth. So seek the Holy Spirit, seek his face, and I guarantee you he will reveal truth to you. So let's just take our eyes off of these little arguments and just put our eyes on who God is and he'll help you find what's truth. All right. Real talk. Yeah, man. Gotta, you know, we gotta, we gotta sometimes seek the truth, man. You know, we want to, we want to argue about what women should do, what women shouldn't do and. Yeah. You know, and I feel like, you know, if there's something that we want to know, the Bible's not gonna lie to us. Just read the Bible. It's so true. Read the Bible. That's and, about it. And, man. and I would like to I would like to mention something. Uh, and I wanna anyone who's listening, I wanna apologize for you know that uh our last segment. Uh, right. We had a lot of disturbance, a lot of we was talking speaking about distractions, right? And we had a lot of distractions in in that. So um you know, hey, we all have situations where um, everything doesn't go as smoothly, but this is real talk, and anything flies. So, um, so how do you? How do you? Let me ask you something, man. <laughs> let me ask yeah. you something. You paying attention? Yes. You sure? Yes. Is there anything else you want to talk about that has to do with Chris? You want to talk about Chris some more? I didn't say. What are you talking okay. about? Right. What did so I listen. say? What did so I listen. say that had anything so to do with me? So listen, listen, listen. 
as a as a as a man that's in ministry, right? Do you feel like it's more like a sensitive, like, is it harder for a woman to be in ministry than a man is? Because it's like, I feel like a woman should carry herself a different way. You know what I mean? She has yeah. more, you know, can't be, like, what do you think? I think it's harder for a woman to be in ministry, to be in ministry than, a man. than a man. Yeah, I think a man's made for this in that way. Like, there's no stigma mm. in that way. Mm. Women have to go through a lot. They got to go through... How they should look, like you said. How they should, how they should present themselves. Hello. You know. Oh, we got a caller. Surprise caller here. Oh, so is this a plot twist? Plot twist, Teddy. <laughs> plot twist. <laughs> Can you present yourself, caller? Um, my name is Tamara Warren. Tamara Warren. Mm. How you yeah. doing? How you doing, Tamara? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fine. And um, can I ask, uh, what is it? What's what's your position in ministry right now? I am a youth minister at Emmanuel Baptist Church mm-hmm. in Malden. Oh, okay, okay. And and there was a question that you presented to me earlier, and I felt like it was fit for this uh, segment for you to ask this question. What was it? How do women present themselves on social media? Not just any woman, but like woman of God. Do you so you want to ask like is there a certain way that you present yourself on social media? Yeah. Yes. Like how much is too much? Am I catching the wrong like crowd of people? Like how much is too much? What's the last like, thing? Uh, what's the last thing you posted, Tamara? Let's be real. <laughs> what's the last thing you posted? <laughs> So the last thing that I posted was um, me on the beach. Mm -hmm. There was an older gentleman. Mm. He picked me up. He picked you up. Yes. Who was this gentleman? Who was this gentleman? I don't know. A Bahamian. Some stranger on the beach. I was feeling his vibe. He was feeling my vibe. He asked me like what I was doing there. It was my. I was celebrating my birthday. So. He was like, oh, happy birthday. And he just lifted me up. And while we were actually on the beach, we had a huge talk about lifting up women and talking about their beauty and talking about their spirituality. So I put that up there because it was like that moment of excitement here. It's <laughs> just grown man. Mm. Like, you know, he had to be like 60s picking me up on. So let me ask you um, something. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You preach. Yeah. You preach. Um, what is it? What, what what day do you have your youth group? Um. So I do the children's church third Sundays, four Sundays. Okay. Yeah. So would you? So if 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 it was like, do you see it clear? Do you see it as a good idea? Like, if you had them on your social media and they saw a random guy picking you up, what kind of message you think you'd be sending to the kids? That's true. That's true. I think sometimes you gotta, you gotta, sometimes you gotta, like, you gotta, that's how you gotta carry yourself. Like, what would they think? Because you're, you're in a position of leadership and, and you're a female too. So it's harder on you. Yes. And you're in a position of leadership. So if you want, you have to carry yourself how you want them to treat themselves. And also, you have to preach what you teach. So if you if your Facebook or your Instagram or your Snapchat, whatever social yeah. media account you have is not representing a godly life, 
you shouldn't post it. You shouldn't. It shouldn't be up on there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Does that I gotcha. does that answer your question, or was that a little too harsh for you? <laughs> <laughs> it made me sad at the end. I guess I should go take it down. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, and that's and Teddy. Teddy, you bring up a very important part. A uh, very important part of that mm. being even like being in ministry and anything is crazy. And we do have to watch everything that we do. We do. You know what I mean? We do. Like, yeah, I'm sitting here listening to you say that, and I'm thinking about, you know, like, yeah, we can't, we can't be, we have to be mindful. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We have, we have to be mindful. Even what we say, what, what we, do we say, crazy. what we do, because that stuff will yeah. come back and bite you. It later. comes up. It comes back and bites you because a, a lot of these jobs nowadays, especially if you're going into working in ministry, they check, yes. they check your social media. They want to yeah. see who's working for their church or even any Fortune 500 companies. They do the same thing. They don't want someone coming in their business that represents something that's totally opposite than what they're selling. And the church is preaching Jesus Christ. If your social media isn't Jesus Christ, that's, yeah. <laughs> so should I put up Jesus? Should I go take that down and put up Jesus? I mean, oh, I wow. <laughs> Tamara, Tamara, now you, now you patronize yeah, yeah, yeah. us. <laughs> no, I love you guys, but I'm just saying, like, as like I'm, I'm for God. No, 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 no. God. Listen, listen, listen. Can, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be real with you, right? A lot of people mm -hmm. be like, yo, you think I should just, you know, be strictly Jesus, this Jesus, that Jesus? No, yeah. I'm not saying you should be strictly Jesus, this Jesus, that. Mm -hmm. I'm, listen, and, 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 and this is something I tell my youth group, right? I tell okay. them, the way that you love your mother, the way that you love your parents is worshiping God. The way that you respect people is worshiping God. I can listen to an R&B song, right? And the R&B song is about love, right? And if I'm married, I'm like picturing me loving my wife. I'm worshiping God. This is what he wants me to do. So it's like you don't have to be in Jesus mode at all times because what you not knowing by the things that you're doing, you're worshiping God. If you're loving people, if you're treating people correctly, if you're respecting yourself as well and you're treating yourself. And, and it's like all of that is you're, you're representing who God is. You don't have to be in like Jesus mode, like Jesus, this, Jesus, that, Jesus, that. Like, nah, that's like yeah. you're, you're being a robot. Yeah. You're not a robot. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so listen, what's your name? Tamara? What's Tamara. Your name? Tamara. I'm sorry, I messed your name up. I'm sorry. Teddy. Yes. Do you think tomorrow would like to play this or that with us? Oh, tomorrow. You want to play this or that with us? Sure, definitely. Definitely? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So I got a this or that question for you. He Teddy. has it. So this or that is basically, you listen to the show, you know what this or that is, right? Yeah, but just just run it by me one more time. So we basically say one, two things, and you have to pick one, and you have to explain why you're picking that one, basically. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So, so I have a this or that. So Teddy, go. Burger King or McDonald's? Burger King or McDonald's? Back in the days, I would have said McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I used to love McDonald's, but nowadays I gotta say Burger King, man. I'm 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 I'd rather Burger King. If there was a Burger King close by, I'd probably be there more yeah. than McDonald's. Because you think because of the sandwich, the sandwich, the sandwiches and the fries, Burger King fries. Are, uh, yeah. 
You think the Burger King fries are better than McDonald's fries? It's getting up there, man. You think so? It's getting up there. I don't it's know about that, but I give Burger King the burger. Not I don't the know fries. about the fries. Fries, fries is getting good. I think the McDonald's fries are. How about like, you, Tamara? Uh, like, um, because Burger King has the Impossible Burger, mm. I go with Burger King. Tamara, you <laughs> you fat. <laughs> she, she said, "It's the meatless because it's the meatless yeah. burger that they have." Really, it's meatless. Pause, pause, pause. So, pause, pause. So, so, yeah. So it's like for—is it for? It's for vegans, right? If you're a vegan. Well, well, I don't know too much about vegans, but I know that, like, I'm a vegetarian, so I I could go for that. But I don't know if. Those burgers have what else it has in it that vegans can't have. So it's I'm supposed so- to be like plant based. So, so I'm sorry. So, what's the difference between a vegan and a vegetarian? So, vegans they can't have like eggs and meat. Like as a vegetarian, like I could eat eggs. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And, and drink milk. Yep. Vegans in their whole milk. food list. So, uh, my sister, she's a vegan, and it was a yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. so y'all, yeah, y'all. Yeah. Thanksgiving must be. <laughs> Very, yeah, I wonder what y'all Thanksgiving is. Well, I ain't coming yeah. over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wanna, You'll be I wanna... surprised. The food still tastes good. Try the Impossible Burger. It no, still tastes good. I've been good. thinking about it, but I, I'm good. I always like, I, I think about getting it every time I go, but then I just go with the regular regular yeah. Whopper. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to get something I don't like. I it. think I think it's, it, that's a good name for it, though. Impossible Burger. Because I'm never gonna eat it. It's impossible. Oh my goodness! I'm gonna get you a burger. Nah. I'm get you a I, I heard it was nah. good, but I, I don't know. So, um, next question. You ready for this yeah, one? Ready. All right. DC or Marvel? Oh, Marvel. Marvel. Marvel all day. I, I like Marvel. I, you know. The movies that came out alone turned me off from DC. It's like they can't get it right. They got Wonder Woman right. You know, they Aquaman got, was okay. I, I didn't see Aquaman yet. That was okay. But I see. It seemed like. Have Marvel, you ever seen Man of Steel, the last one? What Superman, Man of Steel? That was pretty what, good yeah, too. Yeah, I seen Man of Steel. Yeah, when he fought Zed, Lord Zed. Yeah, like but they messed up Batman versus Superman. Yeah, they met Batman versus Superman. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, yeah, I like Marvel all but, day. But as far as like comic books. I think I'm gonna go with DC. I like DC comic books, but the movies, yeah, Marvel, Marvel take it. Yeah, Marvel yeah. take yeah. it. How about you? Yeah. How about you tomorrow? Definitely Marvel. I don't know too much of the DC, but I, I, I love Iron Man. I love the Avengers. I'm a big, big fan. Mm. <laughs> so I love that. I love really? That. Yes. Mm. Mm. Okay. 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 <laughs> All, right. All right. I got. So this is the last one. This is my last one I have. Mm. Honesty or others' feelings? Wow. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh, my goodness. Tomorrow, you're going to have to answer this one first. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Definitely honesty. Um, I go I go to the heart with honesty. Like, I love for someone to be honest with me rather than, like, lie to my face or, I don't know, over the phone. Definitely honesty. Mm-hmm. You know, forget people's feelings. <laughs> wow. Yeah, a lot of people make decisions based See, on what happens is sometimes when you're not honest and you think you're covering their feelings, right? And they yeah. find out like later on down the line, it's way mm-hmm. more hurtful. Yeah. 
You know what yeah. I mean? I think it's less hurtful and it has like a smaller impact if you just tell the truth right now and you wait down the line and it's just it's worse. You know, next yeah. thing you know, the, 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 the lie has grown. It's getting bigger and it, it's, it has a bigger effect on the friendship. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's like a cancer. Yeah. Just yeah. keeps growing if you yeah. don't. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm 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 gonna say honesty on that one. Yeah, I think we have to be more honest. Yeah. You know, I've run into instances where people, oh, I just don't want to hurt you. I don't want to hurt your feelings, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. but you do more damage trying to be nice. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I agree. I'd rather be honest over your feelings. Yep. You know. That's good. What, That's good. You have final one. You want another one? No, do you have a final one? I don't. I don't have. I thought we was just gonna do three. Yeah. That was the third All one right. right there. That's it. You know what I'm saying? That was the third one right there. They were good. I know they were good. He's like, come on, bring on more. Tomorrow you wanted more too. Don't front. Yeah, I know. I know. I want to know more about you guys. So I'm like, what do you got? What do you got? That's awesome. I love you guys. Thank. Well, thank you. All right. Tomorrow, thank you for for for. For uh, being with us on this uh, this this or that segment, and thank you for your question. And um, we'll definitely, Chris and I will definitely be praying for you. Yes. All right. Thank um, you. You are in ministry. Remember that. Mm-hmm. But yes. before 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 you represent yourself, make I want you to know that you represent who God is. Amen. So always think of that. You know, I know we like to have fun. And we like to enjoy ourselves, but never stray away from who God is, because that's your ministry. That's who you represent. I love that. Amen. <laughs> All right. I appreciate you. All right. Got All right. you. Take All care. God bless. Right. Later. Later. Bye. Bye. We'll hit this word of encouragement and come out and get out of here. Yes. All right. See you in a minute. Later. What's up, y'all? This is Christian. This is your word of encouragement. Listen, based off of the first segment, the segment that we did and just talking about distractions, it just made me think about not being distracted and not letting uh, things take you off the focus of what God's trying to do in your life. We get sidetracked. Things happen. Unexpected things happen in our lives. And sometimes we just can't see it coming. And we'll get distracted and we'll focus on those things rather than focus on the goal at hand. So I want to encourage anyone who's listening to this. If you feel like you're getting distracted and things are just getting in your way, remember your first instinct of what you were doing in the first place. Stay focused on your task at hand. Let God lead you. Let him guide you. and Let him teach you his way, not yours. Don't listen to distractions. Don't follow distractions because they will only take you off your main focus. Real talk. This is your word on Kurt. Yeah, distractions. Yes, sir. That's, you know, so sometimes it, it's crazy how when these distractions happen and when we're, when we're in the moment of it happening, we don't see it as a distraction. And it's like, it's later on down the line, we're like, wow, I really was distracted. Like, I didn't even see that, yeah. you know? So that's why we got to say prayerful. Yeah. And just, Preferring yeah, and just, just, you know, ask God to open our eyes to see these things, man. Because we don't even know them. We don't see them, I should say. Sorry. It's true. 
Yeah. Teddy, I want to say something. I appreciate you, bro. I was doing a lot of reflecting. I wanted to say, like, through this year, you know, um, I knew I knew you since the when I came in my freshman year. You changed a lot. I'm being I'm being transparent right now. I just I, for whatever reason I feel like I should say this now. I really appreciate you because you changed a lot, you know. Mm. And over this year, I can over this year alone, you helped me a lot. You helped me see a lot of my crazy ways, right? <laughs> and um, you getting good. You, you getting know, especially. You know, and, you, you know one thing about you. I don't mean to cut you off. Back in the days when I used to tell you about yourself, you were ready to argue with me. Yeah. But now you take it. So pause. Yeah. So um, <laughs> so I'm I'm proud of you too as well, man. You get yeah. you getting better. Yeah. But I don't want you to think that it's it's all about your, you know, flaws. Like, cause I'm. Uh, yeah, we all have flaws. I just know, like, when it was a time, it was a couple weeks ago, and I still remember it. You know, you have you had like, you called me out on a situation of, of my pride. You know, we all are prideful. But sometimes, you know, I have like that sneaky pride where I feel like I'm not being prideful, but I am actually prideful. And I find myself in certain situations. I'm like, see, it's another situation. Everyone's the same, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, well, you're going through this situation again because God's trying to teach you something, it's something that you're not getting. So I was just doing a lot of reflecting in that regard. But I wanted to help. Uh, thank you for helping me. Because you helped me a lot, man, especially over the summer. I'll never forget that. You know what I mean? When I was at a, one of my lowest points, you was there for me. So I, I just wanted to say that. I wanted to get off my chest because I just felt like, you know, sometimes we need to show people how much we appreciate them. You helped me life. a lot too, man. You know? Yeah. Believe it or not, you taught me how to love, man. <laughs> because. <laughs> for real. You taught me. Otherwise. <laughs> you taught me how to love, man. Believe it or not, you know what I mean? <laughs> I've learned a lot of patience with you. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't uh turn away from that at all, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I learned a lot. Um I'm I'm blessed to have you in my life. Yeah, it's getting too sappy now. We gotta and, uh, <laughs> we good, man. I appreciate we it. We good, man. We good. I appreciate it. Have, so we have some questions. Mm. So once again, this week, Gentel's filling in for Tasha because Tasha's on vacation. Yeah. You know, um, so we have two questions and we're going to answer them and we're going to. Let's, let's yeah. do this. Let's right, do first this. First question. Mm, that's a good question. That's a great question. <laughs> she wants to know, how can one know that they are truly saved? Mm. So that question was from Lucy. How can one know that they are truly saved? By the fruit you bear. By the fruit. By the fruit. I like that. And 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 and, and another thing too, like you know, uh, Jesus Christ, God Himself, mm-hmm. said the only way to the Father is through, through the Son. And if you can declare Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you mean it genuinely in your heart, guess what? You're saved. You're saved. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. I'm and I'm going to say with that to know you have to recognize the difference. I always mm-hmm. say this. There's a time where before Christ, you wouldn't have cared what the things you've done. You probably would have just did it. Say if it was fornication. Say it was if it was pornography. Say if it was 
if you went into stores, you stole whatever your your vice was. Mm-hmm. Now you know it was like, especially if you're going to you're stealing, you know that's wrong. But you probably wouldn't have a conviction mm-hmm. the way you would after Christ, and you do those things. Yeah, and I think that's like the true evidence of that wrestling of you know what I'm doing is wrong, and you feel like bad for it. Yeah, because there's a time where you didn't feel bad for it. you; just mm-hmm. did it. You know. You know, one thing, Chris, and I'm gonna be straight up, man. Um, people always like want to know, like, how do I know? How do I know? Like, I gave my life to 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 to, to Christ about two, three years ago, and how do I, like, you know? And they get all caught up in the uh, um, the whole, you know, miracles and yeah. speaking tongues and like just just. I, listen, I'm all for it. I believe in speaking tongues. I, I believe in the whole miracles and healing. I believe in that. Mm-hmm. But I, I also believe that the biggest evidence to me is a changed life. Um, if your life has changed, that means the Holy Spirit's at work. He is at work. Mm-hmm. And some people tell me, yeah, I gave my life to Christ, but you're still walking around mean, you're bitter, you're arguing how you want to, you know, people don't even want to be around you. Mm. I question that person, mm. but I've seen people who are the worst of worse, yeah. you know, example, Chris, <laughs> no, no, you're laughing. Like I, I, I've seen pictures of your mugshot. I've seen, you know, I've heard of things that you did, you know, when you told me that the story with your grandmother. Yeah. And I look at you now and I'm like, okay, the Holy Spirit's at work in you. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like when people ask me questions like that, I'm like, are you changing? Are you bearing fruit? Mm. Are you bringing people to Christ? Like those are things you got to look for, man. And if if, if those things, are, if the answer is no to that, I question, you know, I'm not going to judge, but I can't question, you know? I like that. Yeah. yeah I, I agree. Yeah. All right, second, second and final question. Yeah. Hope this one. And question number two comes from Marcel, who wants to know, why should we pray if God knows everything already? <laughs> That's something I used to say back, <laughs> back in the day. So I'm going to tell you this one. I mean, I'm going to give you an example. And not to say that my mom is like God. So my mom knows me. She loves me. She knows I love her. So my mom gets upset when I don't call her and let her know how I'm doing, right? And that's the open line of communication. She just wants me to just talk to her. Yeah. And how do you build a relationship with God if you're not going to be talking to him? Yeah. If you're not just going to be letting him know how much you love him, yeah. how much you appreciate, how grateful you are yeah. every day. How are you building a relationship with him if you're not doing these things? And that's what prayer does. You know what I'm saying? Prayer is not just asking what you want. Prayer is worshiping. Yeah. You have to worship. Yeah. And and on the flip side, like, yeah, you know, God knows everything. Okay. He knows that has nothing to do with Mm -hmm. the situation. You need to know, one, because we all get self-doubt. All those things happen. When we talk to God, if you're praying to God and you're talking to him Mm -hmm. and you're praying for something specific and when it happens, like your faith is building, it increases, and then mm-hmm. you'll go to him more. He wants us to be dependent on him, mm-hmm. and he wants his children to know that 
you know, he's real. There's so many times that, you know, God is real. We know that. But God always wants to reassure his children, like, I'm with you. And if you're not talking to him and you have the attitude of, well, he knows everything. I don't have to pray or whatever the case may be. I mean, you're missing out on those moments, man. You're missing out on the moments on when he does something and you're like, wow. It's, it's nothing like when you pray for something specific and that specific thing happens. There's nothing like if you ask. I mean, I could give you so many in the, you know instances where God just in my face moments yeah. that I can't, I will never uh, forget. And when you have that situation, one, you know that, man, the creator of the universe listens to me. Mm. Amen. You know, Amen. and it's, it, you, so pray, 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 pray. That's, pray, that's, pray. that's my answer too. Just yes. keep, praying. keep praying. Even though you know, he knows, keep praying. Keep praying. You know, we look at David. David was a prayer, Perfect. prayer warrior. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, one of the most prolific um, brothers in the Bible, yeah. David was, you know, the way he rep repented often, yeah. you know? So, um, yeah, just keep praying. Keep praying. Teddy, that's it, man. That's it, man. It was a good show. Um, I appreciate um, all the love and, you know, and uh, Chris, I'm proud of you. Move on. And um, start working on that budget, man. We're working on a budget. <laughs> working on a travel budget. Travel budget. Yep. All right, y'all. You already know what it is. Um, God saved me. And I don't only want to say God saved me. God loves me. He loves Chris. And he loves you too. Chris. Praise God.